Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome to the 12 Days of Ultraman Day 10 here on the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is the uh, is the uh, heat miser to my snow miser. Oh, we did that one already. You did we? that one. Ah, well, I'm going to leave it in anyway because that's the way that things work that time. Uh, Mr. Patrick Green. Hey, everybody. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm, we're both very sleepy. We had this yes. discussion before before yes. recording. Pre-recording. Well, pre what you guys are hearing because it records starts recording the minute you show up. That's kind of interesting. But, uh, oy. but yeah, fine. so today, episode 10 of... Ultraman Orb Origin Saga, which at least starts to pick the pace up a little bit. Oh, um, good lord. Good lord. Right? Uh, and this one is called um, Flower Storm. Um, okay. That kind of makes sense. I give yeah, it that. Yeah. And uh, it is the 10th episode, 227.17. Hideki Oka is our director. Uh, Sotaro Hayashi is our writer. That's the guy that I have a bone to pick with. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Well, I could like just crap all over the original series. Why don't you like? I think they tried to just say, you know what, we're going to do this, and too bad because I think it not- doesn't make any sense. Like, it's, ah, I know. If you I know. made it as an Ultraman, like you know, DC does stuff like that, but they call it DC Elseworlds. So, right. like, oh yeah, this is an alternate version of this particular storyline that you already know. That's fine. Yeah, That's you would fine. have been able to deal with that. Yes. There's a great there's a great um flash story where the flash saves I think he saves his mom from dying and that sets off this crazy chain reaction where like all these superheroes never happen and a bunch of superheroes do happen but like Batman is actually Thomas Wayne because okay. Bruce is Bruce is the one who dies. Oh, that's okay. In the alley, the the child gets killed. Right, right. And his wife becomes the Joker because she has a psychotic break. Ah, I write. That's an interesting concept. It's real good. But Mm. like, you know, that's thankfully they put it in like, well, this is a, this is a, uh, alternate universe timeline thing that, you know, because it's not, you can't, you can't just be farting around with canon that much. Well, I, mean, I know that Marvel is going to be do the, doing the same thing with the what if that is going to be coming out. As they've been doing that for that. years. No, I what know they've been, been doing comic the comic for years. Books. Yeah, oh, I know. I, I like that. that. But they're doing it as a add-on to the, oh, which one is Marvel? The Disney Plus. Disney they're doing Plus, an actual right, yeah. show on it. Yeah, so I'm yeah. looking forward to that as well. There's so yeah. much coming out on Disney Plus. I know. Insane. We just subscribed to it the other day for to watch. What the hell did we want? Oh, Home Alone. We wanted to watch Home Alone. And I don't own it for some Ungodly bananas reason. reason. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I don't how do I not? That I think. Yeah. I'm like, how do I not own that? I mean, yeah, but I got a way bigger movie library than you did. I know, I know, and I'm, I know. And that's something I would like figure I would have bought in a lot. You yeah. know, like when I when people give me like giant boxes DVDs, like yeah, I went streaming, and I'm like, okay, yeah. you think that would have shown up somewhere? somewhere. Like the yeah. same reason I have. Like six cop, I've I've owned over the last year six to eight copies of the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, uh, yeah, just for yeah. No, because everybody bought it, and now they're like, "Well, no, I could just stream it. I don't know where you can stream it, but sure, whatever." Um, you can stream it on HBO Max. HBO oh, Max has the see? DC franchise. There you go. Yeah, 
Good. That's why they got Wonder Woman 1984. Right. I know that. Did you watch that? I did. I did. It wasn't a terrible waste of two and a half hours, but I'm glad I didn't have to pay for it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's what I I, I was really looking forward to that. And I'm like, "Eh, we'll see. So, (laughs) I mean, it wasn't. They tried to do too much, is the best. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, What are you going to do? Yeah. By the way, no spoilers because we're way too close to the release right now. Yes, I know. Don't spoil it. I didn't say anything. Don't do it. I wasn't. I know. See, the thing is. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, uh, that's all right. Then, you know, that's, what are you going to do? But yeah, exactly. there's still, there's a lot of stuff on Disney Plus, And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, we watched Knives Out last night. That was awesome. Oh, that was you fun. haven't seen it. That, okay, I have cool. Seen yeah. It. It's a great movie. Yes. Great movie. Take I'm the so time, glad I got that. Now that, that you have Disney Plus, take the time to watch The Mandalorian. Oh, yes. I have seen first season. Um, I've seen first season thanks to Matt, who uh, somehow got two copies of the of uh, two copies of it on DVD. Um, oh, okay. Um, one was, in, and they, he ordered it, and the guy sent him two by accident, and was like, oh, keep it, give it to somebody. So there you go. I'm Fantastic. somebody. Hooray. You are somebody. Um, yeah, now, I'm, now I'm, <laughs> I'm psyched to go watch season two. Yeah, it was excellent. And I, I won't spoil anything of that either because no. I know there are people. I've had a couple of things that I've had a couple of things spoiled for me, but it's fine. Um, <sighs> that's those are the things we deal with when we're not completely when our fingers are not on the pulse of uh, new entertainment. Yeah, well, we're yeah. old. My, okay. Well, my I'm pulse adjacent. <laughs> I like I'm kind of I know what's happening. I just don't know everything that's happening until somebody wrecks it for me. But I uh, got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Them's the break. What are you going to do? It's fine. Exactly. Well, anyway, as Dana Gould says, on to our filthy business. Um, yes. <laughs> we open up with Guy brings uh, Guy's brought to Earth by Juggler's Juggler. Uh, we don't see how he gets out of the moon thing, which irritates the hell out of me. <laughs> like, they could have said, This like, is where the science bell comes in. This is, all right, this is what we got. <laughs> that annoys me. Like, they couldn't even, they couldn't even, like, Throw in the line like, man, thank God, thank goodness yeah. you were able to do uh, this, anything. Yeah, just yeah. do anything, and you would have been like, all right, I guess, whatever. But yeah, they didn't even come anywhere close to explaining how yeah, nope. or he why. He just shows up. They just show exactly. up in like a fireball. Okay, uh, cool. sure, sure, that's sure. fine. <laughs> so juggler, juggler sods off because. Uh, Amate and everybody's like, that's that's the guy who cut down the tree of life. And he's like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. And off yep. he goes. Um, and then uh Gamma was like, see, I told you that like you guys are still connected and everything's like, you know, everything's gonna yeah. work out. And he's like, Okay, fine. So um guys like, hang on, how many times have you uh how many times do you save me now? And he's like, Ah, who's keeping count? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, th- this is where I get a little confused. Because he's supposed to be a bad guy, but he saves guy every other day, I guess. Right? Yeah. Like again, they're they don't they're they're playing Juggler's Juggler more like end of orb Juggler's Juggler than beginning of bad orb. guy Juggler's Juggler. I right. understand. Right. Like at the beginning of this series, you're like, all right, he's supposed to be kind of a good guy. They're friendly rivals, and then. He shouldn't be so 
nice. I guess is the way. I'm the like. easiest way to the easiest way to put it. And if I mean, having played enough Dungeons and Dragons in my day, he's neutral. Neutral. He's not neutral. Good. He's, he's not neutral. Neutral. He's neutral. <laughs> he, he might even does, be chaotic neutral. Yeah, it might be chaotic. He does a lot of. He does a lot. It makes no sense just yeah. to try to keep it to neutral. Hey, I think okay. my next door neighbor plays D and D. I think, which is kind of exciting, because I haven't played D and D in a long time. But I haven't played D and D since high school, which would have yeah. been I don't know, forty years ago, close to a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I was listening to him on the he was walking the dog and he was going on the phone. And he was like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah, we're playing D and D or something like that." And I was, I think, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" You know. And it's just, <laughs> I was like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a very is long it, time. Is it possible I could get in on a D&D game on a regular basis? <laughs> oh, oh, that. Yeah, I'm sure mine would love that. Yeah, well, my nerd. How far away am I? I'm next door. It's not yeah, that bad. True. true. Yeah, I don't have to go. I don't have to go too far. It's not like it's in randolph or something exactly that's yeah that's a fair point that's a fair yeah, point because i know some people who play and they're like you could totally play with us i'm like you guys live way too far i yeah, can't drive yeah. i don't want to drive an hour and 20 <laughs> minutes to go play just D &D. to play D, &D. At, as much fun as it 50. could be <laughs> at 50 <laughs> exactly. that's the key when i was younger i'd been like that's only an hour and a half yeah, that's, that's a quick 90 minute drive who cares i'll listen to a book on tape you know now the, you have a wife and a kid that'll complain to you. How come you're still doing this? Yeah, why are you doing this again? How come on your one day off a week you're going to go? Yeah, that's the that's yeah. the other thing. It's, you know, you get one or two days off a week, and you're just like, well, I can't cram everything into it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, them's the breaks. And what are you going to do? Not much. Yeah. So uh, Queen Beezle is nowhere to be seen, um, since she has already abandoned Psyche ship before it detonated. Um, the tree of life has started to bloom, so we're getting these beautiful showers of of uh, flower petals all around town. Sure, um, sure. But the government, of course, decides to destroy it due to the collateral damage it brought um, and the fact and, that it's attracting monsters. See, th now that's the part I didn't quite get. How does the government know that the tree of life is attracting monsters at this point? Well, because it attracted a bunch of monsters in the last episode, but... Let's be honest. Uh, that sounds like government in action to me. Like, <laughs> let's just jump to this conclusion and yeah, uh, yeah, that'll try to get reelected by my constituents. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Well, it's either that or you go the Shin Godzilla route, where they're just endless meetings and nothing gets done. Yes, those are yes. your two options. It's either swift, erroneous, decisive action, or, or meetings that don't get anything. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, and so uh, the monsters appear and they start. Uh, it looks like they're protecting the tree because they make yeah. a perimeter around the tree. Yeah. The soldier ones uh, go down and they disassemble the bomb. Um, like the bomb. Right. The C4 bombs that they were. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Here's to try to take down the tree. Oh, we're going to blow up this tree. Okay, fine. So it's a 300-meter tree. I don't know how big around that trunk is, but it looks fairly large. Right. And they had that one team of guys putting like, bombs. placed a bunch of C4 on what looked to be one route. Yeah. 
pretty much. Because what they were attempting to do... I understand it's the budget. I get that. <laughs> we have to assume that the same thing was happening in, in various other places. locations. Because yes. they were attempting to take it down in a certain direction to a park so it wouldn't create yes, even more damage. Oh. It's a 300 meter... Okay, so it's 300 meter tall. So it's 900 right. feet, right? Right. Now, how... That thing is way wider than it is tall. So that thing's got to be three, like what, like nine, 1,200 meters wide? It looks like. I think it's 900 like meters wide because it's 300 At tall. I think it's 900 wide. Yeah. At least. It's between somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. When it falls, it's going to take out a large swath of the city unless they have to knock over. Right. What aren't you going to knock over? Yeah. Unless like, you have Central Park to actually have it fall into, which is acres and acres of absolutely nothing, which most right. cities don't have. Right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, well, you yeah, know what? Exactly. Fine. Whatever. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so the monsters appear and they start guarding the tree. And so they roll in some uh, pretty well done CG tanks. Yeah. Um, I like the tanks. They, they looked effective. The shots that they. Sh were shooting at the Beezolbs were effectively done. Yeah, Whether or not I, they actually do anything to the Beezolbs is a different story, but the shots were effectively done. It's pretty amazing that like they are killing Beezolbs left and right with tanks, and you're like, wow, this is maybe the first time we've seen the military be effective against giant monsters. Yes. Ever. <laughs> On a mass scale. Like, the Beezolbs don't seem to be that much of... I mean, now, granted, they're just standing there taking it. So, right, right. They're, all they're uh, doing is trying to protect the tree. They're not actually trying to fight back, which is the whole point of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, for once, the you know, the military is like, all right, finally. So shooting at something that doesn't shoot back, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so before Amate could uh, become war deity or anything, Guy storms into action to defend the queen, um, and he flies up, which is something we've never seen before. He can fly. Right. Of course, um, of course, and has some sort of glowy, you know, thing around him. Sure. Okay. Sure. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the same thing I was mad at in all of the Star Wars prequels. It's like, oh, R two D two can fly. Why? What? How? Yeah. 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 Did he forget how to do that during the other three movies? <laughs> they didn't don't have the technology in the other three. Does it matter? <laughs> don't introduce a, a superpower, for lack of a better term, to a character that does not display that superpower later in its own timeline. <laughs> no, stop that. I know. I know. Stop that, you guys. <laughs> oh, just because we've never seen him do it again doesn't mean he can't do it. Yeah, it kind of means it can't do it. Kind of does, guys. <laughs> Like, come on. I mean, at ah. least when they did have Yoda fighting, you could say, okay, this is 50 years ago. He was a slightly younger, he whatever Yoda more is. Spry, yeah. Exactly. 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 That's fine. Uh, I, I accepted I that. I can buy that part. Right. Sure. But all of sure. a sudden, like you said, to see R2-D2 flying, he's supposed to be a robot. He doesn't age. You know, they, they change out the parts. Yeah, it's not like to. he got space rheumatism or something. <laughs> you know, like... Oh boy, I can't really, you know, I can, I'm still a great astromech and I can help pilot an X-Wing, but whoo, these dogs are barking. No, like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
God, maybe oh, I know. Um, I know. So, uh, the, you know, he's shooting down tank shells, which is kind of, he's like, you know, slicing tank shells, which I'm going to say, despite the fact that it's in Congress, was kind of cool. Yes. Uh, yes. The visuals were cool. Right. The fact that it doesn't make the story make any sense, that's right. besides the point at this point. I just got to let it go. Right. So Shinra finds uh, Dr. Psyche on a shielded building and tries to attack him. Uh, but uh, Fujima stops him and tries to reason with the scientist. He's like, yeah, you're right. Uh, intelligent life is a cancer on the universe. He's like, see, I told you guys. He's like, but. And he's like, oh, no, no, but. Don't but that. You're I thought you were agreeing with me. Oh, man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah. And this is, I, t- I will say that these two episodes do one thing right in the fact that you kind of start to sympathize a little or at least they make understand Dr. Spike a little bit more more yeah than a broad just bad guy right right you can like i said last time you can kind of see how his thought would make some sense yeah but you kind of have to get rid of the universe to do it so therefore it's not a good idea oh yeah they're really and and they make it evident in these two episodes like Oh, this is a big reset button. Like you didn't realize that he was going to just like, and I don't think he realized that. I think the queen was like, yeah, no, no, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. You're just a pawn. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like his little robot buddy appears to be the real brains behind the operation. (laughs) It seems to be. Which is, which was an interesting (laughs) twist. You're like, Oh, okay. So what looks to be the, the sharper image back vibrator. Um, yeah. There's <laughs> the real brains behind the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like he's going to make bad things happen. You're like, Oh, okay. Sure. Okay, I did not see that. I, it turns out the sidekick is in charge all along. Maybe kind of a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, based on his own past, he says, Oh, I agree that intelligent life forms are pests, but they can correct themselves and they can change from their past mistakes. Um, meanwhile, guided by Gamu, Shohei and Amate resonate their hearts to finally manage to communicate with the Queen Beezle. As she no longer can tolerate the loss of her own children, she instructs Amate to become the war deity. Uh, seeing that the Queen fell from multiple firings, Amate enters her repressed memories of how the fight between her mother, the previous war deity, and Gargorgon ended. The original one was defeated in Amate's plea um, Convince the monster to peacefully leave the planet. Right. Into a storm of flowers. Coinkittings. Um, yeah. Um, now, believing that a new world will be born, Amate transforms to war deity and marches forth to the queen. Shohei uses his link with uh, the uh, war deity and Amate. Right. And overhears their conversation, but it turns out that the queen has just been feeding her a crummy line, like just reflecting Amate's goodness back at her. Right. And is going to uh, inject the war deity with Kagutsu again. Psyche so is way. surprised by this, of course. Of course. Why? Shockingly. Yeah. Shockingly. Hey. Like, wait a minute, my carefully crafted plan? Which and didn't the good thing is carefully crafted. <laughs> I mean, considering we're going to speak on what the next episode is, you know, tomorrow, obviously. Right, yeah. The next episode really does tie everything in together. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm kind of impressed with that. Aside from the fact that it craps all over the original timeline, sure. But I, um, I gave up on the original timeline. You keep yeah. trying to squeeze it in. I gave up. I'm like, no, oh, you what? can't. This you is can't. This I thing. Just be angry about it. That's all I got. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, the, the, the psyche is surprised by this, and she tries to uh, she tries to uh, inject her with kagutsu before the tree of life has yet to produce fruit, so it can have an antidote. So that means that the queen is like, hey, guess what? I don't care. I don't need the antidote because I don't intend for there to be an antidote. This is this is my plan all along. Right. Yeah. So right. Dr. Psyche's basically been played by the basil queen. And, right. And the robot guy. Right. <sighs> sure. sure. Okay. Why not? Yeah. I'm going to hit that just cause. Um, so... Uh, guy transforms into orb to use his body as a shield, uh, and of course the uh, he gets infected by the kagutsu. Um, seeing that there's an ultra in danger, Amate frees herself and fights the queen before she is thrown aside. Gamu right. and uh, Fujiyama join the battle as Gaia and Agul, respectively. Right. That was another thing that irritated me. There, what's why are you waiting around, fellas? Because they didn't have to join the battle until Orb got the Kagutsu into Did his they? body. They, our side wasn't <laughs> winning, Pat. I mean, it was <laughs> like you guys could have helped a little bit sooner. Like these guys need a little bit of an education on what we like to call in the business timing. Well, I lost you. Oh, there you are. Nah. Okay. You went black. Your screen went black. I was yes, like, oh, no. Um. But yeah, no, it's like I hit a button somehow the wrong way. <laughs> but yeah, timing like you gotta like come on, pitch in, fellas. It's not don't let the new guy do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> oh, it looks no, like the, let the new guy do the heavy lifting. <clears throat> I guess yeah. It's like well, the war deity who's been the war deity once prior to this. Um, and guy who has been Ultraman Orb, oh, like you know, eight or ten times, but only got his powers yeah, what, last week, two weeks ago, like <laughs> exactly. That, and, and you're all busy calling him a newbie, like, well, I don't, you know, cool your jets and this and that, dude. Don't wait around. Yeah. Stuff's happening, like. But they gotta let Orb try first because he's the new guy. And, well, the protagonist of our story, so we have to let him try. Yeah. You could have been there to, like, back him up. Just moral I support? Know. I... <laughs> Giant powering moral support, maybe? Would have been nice. Would have oh. been nice. But... <laughs> but, no, at the end of the episode, so like, okay, let's, now we can do it for dramatic purposes. Uh, of course. Of Thanks, course. And that's how they get you to watch the next episode, of course. Let's be honest. <laughs> we were watching the next episode anyway, even if we didn't have the podcast, because at this point, you're, you're 10 in. episodes into a 12-episode arc. You kind of got to see how it ends out. It's the <laughs> it's a sunk cost initiative. Exactly. You're like, I've exactly. invested this much time. Now, granted, I might as well finish it out. Yeah. I'm at the age where if I start watching a movie and I don't like it, I will stop it. Oh, yeah. I give it about 10 to 15 minutes to grab my attention. If it hasn't done so by then, I'm out. Well, that's way less time than I do. But um, there was a movie. The trailer looked pretty good. It was one of those um, Asylum mockbusters. 
Um, okay. It was called Avengers Grimm. So it was basically, it came out around the time of the original Avengers, and it was, right. if what if all the Grimm's fairy tale uh, people were superheroes, sort of. Okay, sure. Great sure. idea, right? Yeah, yeah, it sounds interesting. Lou Ferrigno as Iron John. Um, oh, good God. Right, let's <laughs> go. All right. I see this. this yeah, I could watch something oh, with Ferrigno. No. Right? No, really? no, that bad, no, huh? No, the, I have seen adult films with better acting. Oh wow! And I, I'm oh, being wow. I'm being sincere with that, having grown up in the '80s. That yeah, there was some good acting being done back then. It wasn't just like <laughs> here's your pizza, you know, like yeah, exactly. Oh my, <laughs> just, oh oh my god! Oh, yeah. my, it was horrible. <laughs> All the lead actresses who played like Snow White and Red Riding Hood, they're just terrible. Absolutely Ooh, terrible. Oh, that bad. can't be good. That can't be good. No, I gave it, I think I got about 35 minutes in and I just, I'm like, gave up. No, 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 I can't subject myself to this anymore. It's, it's not. Which is good. fair. Which is it, fair. Yeah. It wasn't even bad enough to be good. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah. Not good. Well, that's like, you still said you haven't seen Rocky Horror. Which is bad enough to be good, right? And but I feel like I shouldn't see that at home. No, you should not. You should see that at the midnight showing, and when theaters open again, we'll go. I yeah. have no problem doing that. We just you have to make find the arrangements. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, again, that's a, that's a movie that's not. It's not. I know it's not a great movie, but oh no, um, no, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the audience participation. <laughs> That makes it what it is. Yeah, it's like playing Nine from Outer Space. It, it, nobody sets out to make a bad movie, but it yeah. happens. It does happen. Things, you know, what are you going to do? But anyway, we're going to get on with getting on, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the 11th episode of Ultraman Orb the Origin Saga, which is entitled um, Heat Haze. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. So there you have it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Connell. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Ford. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bob. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs>